The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about 10 miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 8 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. Last time, we began looking at the subject of spiritual immaturity. In the fifth chapter of Hebrews, the writer admonishes his listeners that they are spiritually immature and that they need to grow up. My friends, are you still the babe in Christ, or have you grown since your conversion? All of us ought to be growing in grace and knowledge of the truth daily. But to do that requires diligence. It requires study. It requires effort on our part. Join us today as we conclude this message about growing up spiritually and becoming spiritually mature Christians. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. Be thou
I spend hours every week preparing to preach to you, but I need some more time even preaching to myself, you see. It's not enough for me to just come to church and hear Brother Buddy preach. I need to spend time in the Word. We can lag behind, as I said, in our devotion to the assembly of God. That's not just in attendance, but, but certainly attendance is important. It's important. He, he wouldn't have told us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together if he didn't. He says that in Hebrews chapter 10, if he didn't mean it. <laughs> See, he gave it to us and he told us to come and he gave us the church so that we might glorify God in the church. That's the primary reason to be here, that we might worship him in spirit and in truth. But one of the side benefits, child of God, is that being here encourages us and it causes us to be able to grow and it helps us to become more mature Christians you know, it's not always easy to get to church, is it? It's not always easy. And I know sometimes the ox is in the ditch. You know, I never fussed at anybody for not coming because I don't know your circumstances, but you do. And I will say this, I understand the ox in the ditch. But if the ox is always in the ditch, you either need to sell the ox or fill in the ditch. <laughs> you ever thought about that? <laughs> if that's the problem, it may become more of, an more of an ox or ditch problem than it is anything else. So. But here's my point. It's not just attendance. It's also, see, when we're here, we can't help but focus on one another. But when we're away, we ought to have our minds focused upon one another upon this body, not the building. That's wonderful. I'm thankful for the building, but the building could be blown away in a tornado and the body still stands here. We got some things to talk about in the business meeting today about our parking lot and about the, you know, things that are, that are natural things, physical uh, improvements, that sort of thing. And we ought to be focused upon that. But beloved, when that becomes our primary focus, that is not where we need to be. This is a beautiful building. It'll never be as beautiful as some of the cathedrals I saw over in France and England when I was over there 30 years ago. But I would put our spiritual health up against the spiritual health of those congregations any day of the week. Amen. Any day of the week. You couldn't give me one of those cathedrals in exchange for this congregation. Praise God for what we have here. I'm telling you, our minds ought to be drawn out to one another and to this church. We can lag behind in our devotion. We can lag behind in our, our lifestyle, our living. We can react in, carnal, in our carnal nature. We can react in anger. We, are you, do you find yourself, listen, don't, don't, don't think I'm not preaching to me. And please don't ask my family about this later because I don't want them to tell you the truth about me, okay? But do you find yourself reacting in anger instead of with patience and long-suffering? Do you see, find yourself heading immediately to wrath instead of love? Do you find yourself taking offense? Are you finding your, do you find yourself sensitive to the things that people are saying? Now, I know that people can say things that hurt our feelings. I get that. I get that. And we ought to be careful about what we say. You know, sometimes we'll say things like this. We'll say, well, you know, there's just never been a filter on my mouth. That's just the way I am. <laughs> well, you know, I could say, well, you know, I just can't help but shoot people. That's just the way I am. <laughs> you know, and that's the way we are, isn't it? We're, you, know, you know how we are? You know the way you are? You're a sinner. 
You're a carnal man. You're a sinner. You're depraved. You have to put some checks on it. You say, well, I'm just a, I just have a short fuse. Well, I do too. <laughs> ask my family. Don't ask them, but ask my family. They, they know I have a short fuse. But you know what? That does not excuse me. But when I react that way, guess what it shows? Spiritual immaturity. I'm a sensitive person. You know, I, I don't like, you know, <laughs> I don't mean to preach my own experience, but let me just share this with you. One of the, I told you this week I announced my campaign. I put it out on all the news outlets and all that. And boy, I was getting these, you know, everybody, oh, it's great, Judge, they would do this. We're excited to help you and all this. One person on Twitter posted, Chris McCool is the last person I would ever vote for for Supreme Court. And I spent more of my mental energy thinking about that than I did those hundreds of other positive comments that I heard. <laughs> you know, as a preacher, that's pretty tough too. I can go preach somewhere, and I can have preachers come up and pat me on the back and say, that was some good stuff, Brother Chris. Oh, that was rich, Brother Chris. One preacher come up and say, well, you know, you missed this point. <laughs> That's all I think about. There's a meeting I, I could tell you about right now where I went and preached, and, and it was a wonderful meeting. There were so many wonderful preachers there, but all I can think about about that meeting is that one preacher that came up and got on to me for something I preached about. And he was wrong. He was wrong, you know. At least I think he was, but he might have had a point or two. But anyway, my point is this. Sometimes, we, are you sensitive? Are you hypersensitive to things that other people say and do? Maybe, the, you know, I've heard this thing, well, so-and-so didn't speak to me. Did you speak to them? <laughs> you know, or, or so what, somebody has said this. or what? Listen, I, I get that. I understand words, words can hurt, and we ought not say words. We ought not say things that hurt people. But the other side of that is, is we ought not be making a man an offender over a word. Because you know, sometimes it might just be that person had a bad day. They might just have been wrong. They might not have meant it the way it came across. But even if they did, how many times have you said things that were totally offensive to the Lord Jesus Christ? He, he, he talks about the communications that come out of our mouths. Sometimes those communications are in his mind, like the rotten, the putrefied, rotten flesh of some dead thing on the side of the road. Did he hold it against you? Or did he die for you anyway? See, that's what we're to do. We're to die for our, for our fellow child of God. Of course, we've talked about our Bible study and our prayer life and just generally our walk with God. Are we babes in Christ when it comes to the Bible and our study and our devotion to it? Are we babes in Christ? Are we dull of hearing when, we, when it comes to our prayer life? Are we sluggards or slothful when it comes to implementing the things that we know the Bible tells us to do in our daily walk? You see, Paul says here, grow up. Grow up, because until you grow up, I can't really help you get any farther along on some of these deeper doctrines, the deeper things of the Word of God. So, you know, let's talk about, just in the time we have here, there's some ways to remain spiritually immature, you know. 
Peter says over in 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. He says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. You see, Peter here is telling us that we can remain spiritually immature by failing to grow in our understanding. Growth starts out with milk. When a baby's born, all that he is able to take is mother's milk. Sometimes that's all, you know, when we're first, especially when we're young, that may be all we can, all we can take is the milk of the Word. You know, I always think about this story that I've shared with you that Tim told when our grandma Crowley died. She was our great-grandmother. She lived with my grandmother and granddaddy McCool until her death. Tim was about five or six years old when she died. And he was really close to her. And he, his little heart was broken. He was weeping at the side of her casket. And he said, as he was weeping, my grandmother McCoo reached over and patted him on the back and, and looked down at, him, down at him and said, hey, buddy, we're going to see her again. And he said the little hope blossomed in his chest when he heard that. He didn't understand it. But he heard that, and it was glorious news to him. He didn't understand all the details. But that little milk of the Word that she shared with him, and you know, that's one of the simplest statements of the Gospel, isn't it? We will see them again. There's more to the Gospel than that. It's not just about seeing our loved ones. It's about seeing our Lord in heaven one day. But that little statement, the milk of the Word, helped him there. But if all he still knew today at 50 years old was it, hey, we're going to see him again, then he sure hadn't grown very much, has he? You see, the milk leads to meat. Many Christians today only know that Jesus is their Savior, but they have no clue how he saved them. You can't live on mother's milk for your entire life. Solid food's necessary. We can remain spiritually immature by failing to grow in our devotion, our Bible study. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to study, you see. We, it's not something that just happens. In our prayer life, he tells us over in Ephesians 6.18 that we dealt with a few weeks ago, praying always. Never, not sometimes, always. 1 Thessalonians 5.7, pray without ceasing. You see, if we don't do that, we can fail to grow. In our daily walk that we've already talked about, 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 1, listen to what he says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, writing to this poor church over there that was so messed up, had so many problems. Paul said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Now, what's the problem here? The problem with the Hebrews were they were dull of hearing. They were slothful in their pursuit of the word, and they were liable or in danger of sliding back. But here he says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. How are they carnal? For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? One sure sign of spiritual immaturity is a daily walk that's inconsistent with the Word of God. We're about to have a business meeting here after services. 
I don't know if we'll agree on everything or not. We're going to have some discussions. But I can tell you this, if we find ourselves in envying and strife, and we're getting mad at one another, and somebody says something I don't like, and I take offense at it, and I say something they don't like, and they take offense at it, and, and, and you don't get your way, or I don't get my way, and we're upset about it, beloved, we're carnal, we're babes in Christ, you see. There's been things that happened here that I didn't agree with, that I didn't go along with. I'm not talking about doctrinal things and things that spiritually were, were bad, but sometimes we made decisions in a business meeting that I did not agree with. But guess what? I went along with it. Now, I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back because there's been times when I didn't react right to things like that. But we need to remember that that's how we can remain spiritually immature. Now, as we close out, how do we grow up? Well, let's talk about that. Over in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 17, 2 Peter 3, 17, he says, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Remember what Peter has been, uh, uh, Paul has been saying in the book of Hebrews, don't let things slip, labor to enter into rest, now don't be dull of hearing. He said, you've got to hang on to your steadfastness. Steadfastness doesn't just happen. And here's what he says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So here's what he's telling us. He's telling us how to grow up. First of all, we need to wake up. <laughs> wake up. Romans 13, 11 says, now it's high time to awake out of sleep. Now he's not talking about becoming a child of God, going from being dead to being alive. He's talking about those who are alive who can slide back into spiritual slumber. Spiritual slumber. Now think about Samson. Samson was a man of, he was a child of God. He was a great warrior for God, but because of his failure but to, to, to grow in grace and knowledge and his spiritual immaturity, there was a time when he woke up from sleep and we're told he wist not that the Spirit of the Lord had departed from him. Now, the Spirit of the Lord, had let, you know, Delilah had cut his hair. He said, I'm going to shake myself and I'm going to go out like before. That word shake means like a lion would shake his mane. And that's the way he looked at himself. He was a tiger. He was a lion for the Lord. But the Lord had left him. Not eternally, but the Spirit of the Lord in that day. Because he had allowed himself to slide back into spiritual slumber. Paul says in Romans, it is high time to awake. It's high time to awake. You know, spiritual dullness, spiritual slothfulness implies slumber. Over in Proverbs 26, 14, he talks about the sluggard. He said, as the door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. <laughs> I like that view. It's like some old lazy person who should be getting up. Instead of getting up, you hear the, you hear the springs creaking in the bed as they turn over and cover their head with his covers, you know, cover their head with the, with the sheaves. Don't be that person. Wake up. It's high time. And then you need to wise up. Psalm 111 and verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay? Where does wisdom come from? James tells us to ask of the Lord, if any of you lack wisdom. He said, Ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. We, we pray for wisdom. 
We pray for wisdom. You need to, we, need to, we need to wise up. If we're going, if we're going to, to grow spiritually, we need to wise up. How do we wise up? By fearing the Lord like we ought to. That's where it begins. It doesn't begin with study. It doesn't begin with some course of a 12-step program or something like that. It begins with understanding that God is the end-all and be-all of our lives. I heard it said this way one time, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. <laughs> Think of, that's pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty simple. Keep God the main thing in your life. Is there something that gets between you and God? Get rid of it. Do some spiritual surgery. He, he says in one place that if your eye offend you, pluck it out. I'm not promoting self-mutilation, but I am promoting self-spiritual mutilation. You need to sometimes excise some things from your life. And then you need to listen up. You see, when we start to fear the Lord like we should, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but it's also the beginning of knowledge, Proverbs 1-7 tells us. Notice that instruction and knowledge are involved in serving Him. Over in Romans 12 and verse 1, he says, We're to submit our bodies a living sacrifice, which is our reasonable service. He said, And be not conformed to the world, but be transformed. How? By God screwing off the top of your head and pouring his knowledge into it? No. <laughs> he said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I've said this many times. Our battle is for the minds of God's people, not the hearts. God won the battle of the heart and the new birth. But we need to learn and grow in grace and knowledge. And then I wish Mason was here this morning because he would amen this heartily. You need to work out. You need to work out. You want to get your physical body into shape, you need to work it out. You, you want to get your spiritual body into shape, you need to work it out. Your spiritual body needs a workout. You say, well, preacher, I just don't always feel like it. Well, i got to tell you, I didn't feel like it this morning. I felt pretty rough when I got up. and it, I, I'm surprised I was able to stand here all, all through this hour here. But, I, but the Lord, let me tell you what he tells us in Proverbs 16 and verse 3. He says, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. Our, our religion, our belief system is not a feelings-based belief system. Now, I, I'm thankful that we can feel his presence. And as Brother Ricky Harcrow says, I wouldn't give you a dime for a religion you can't feel in some ways. But our pri primarily, our belief system of the Bible, the teachings of the Scripture are not about feelings, they're about actions. Love can be a feeling. But he didn't, he, said, he didn't say, now when you don't feel it, don't worry about acting like it. Love is an action, you see. Commit your works unto the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. Look at verse 13 as we bring this to a close, back here in chapter 5 of Hebrews. He said, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. That's, that's not where you want to be. But... Strong meat, verse 14, belongeth to them that are of full age, even those, listen, who by reason of use, that implies habit or a habitual exercise. Those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Our senses must be exercised. That word exercise is the Greek word gumnazo, which is the Greek word we get our English word gymnasium from. And that means to exercise vigorously, either the body or the mind, or to train one or the other. All right, as we bring this to a close, let me, let me just say, this is not 
a teacher-graded test. I'm not preaching this sermon because I've looked around and said, Brother Buddy needs this and Brother Mackey needs so-and-so. You know, primarily I preached it because Brother Chris needs it. I hope I preached it because the Lord led me to it. But this is not a teacher-graded exercise. This is a self-examination, okay? And it's a daily examination. Growth is something that occurs not in great spurts, although it can from time to time, but primarily growth occurs slowly and consistently. And remember this, too. Even when you're full grown, you're still going to be a sinner. That's not what I'm talking about. You're not going to reach the point of sinless perfection. The mature will still sin, but the spiritually mature will have better tools to fight off the attacks of the world, the flesh, and the devil. And over in, back in Hebrews, he starts in chapter 6, laying the groundwork for the upcoming teachings. He says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God of the doctrine of baptisms of laying on of hands and resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. He says, and this we will do if God permit. And he's not saying there that God keeps us from growing. He's saying that as long as the Lord is with us, we can and should continue to grow. Don't be a Peter Pan. That poor little girl that never grew, that was a sad circumstance. It's a sadder circumstance when a child of God ends his physical life in no better spiritual position than he was when he began at the new birth. Let's grow up. Let's all of us continue to grow in grace and knowledge. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.